tied up there. As they were leaving the boat, people immediately recognized him. They scurried about the surrounding country and began to bring the sick on land to wherever they heard he was. Whatever villages or towns or countryside he entered, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might touch only the tassel of his cloak, and as many as touched it were healed. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Please don't tell my father that Father Ryan is so good about visiting his mother on his day off. I'll get in trouble. Several years ago, um, the one year I was left alone here at Christmas time, I was very tired. It was the fifth and the sixth mass. You're not supposed to do that for a reason, but it's the situation you're in here. And I was so tired by the end of it that as I was reciting the canon, the, the, the Eucharistic prayer, I got to the listing of the saints, and it's supposed to go Agatha, Lucy, Agnes, Cecilia, Anastasia, but what came out of my mouth was Agatha Christie, Agnes, Cecilia. So I canonized Agatha Christie by accident which is rather important if you know about her religious history. St. Agatha's uh, feast day is very, very significant in the life of the church historically, both because of where she's from in Italy, but because she really becomes kind of the paradigm or the icon of the virgin martyr. As At a certain point, if you start reading the tales of the virgin martyrs, especially from the first three centuries, they all sound like the same person. Their stories get confused with each other very, very quickly, and it's because their stories are very similar. They were dying over a thing that everybody else thought was silly, which is the reason that that title has been attributed together, both virgin and martyr. These are women who were not just, like, killed before they were married. They're virgins on purpose, and they're martyrs on purpose. St. Agatha famously being despoiled of her breasts, so they tore her breasts off as part of the tortures by which she was killed, has become in, in our own day a great patron for those, especially those women, who suffer from breast cancer and other ailments of the breast. But it was no accident, no accident, that in this desire to try and corrupt her femininity, that what they attacked was the biological emblem of her femininity. So by the spoiling of her breasts, the spoiling of her breasts, they're not simply, um, you know, going through a very unsatisfactory mastectomy. That's not the vision here. In fact, any of us that have had to go through that or had it happen in our families know this, this creates great havoc in a woman's mind about what it means to be a woman. Well, if somebody else does this to you, it's like emasculating a man. And that's precisely what they were after. They were trying to ruin her spirit. But famously, not only does this not ruin her spirit, but St. Peter himself is the one who appears to her in prison as she lay languishing in the wounds. And he's the one who applies a balm that heals her so profoundly that she's able to stand before the emperor the day after this very unsavory mastectomy and still proclaim Christ crucified, still insist on her commitment to him. The dynamics in the first reading, right, all of this is about um, where the ark's going to rest and, and, and temple building. It's about finding a place for God to rest. And it's the reason the psalmist 
is singing this way. Go up, O Lord, to the place of your rest, to the place of your rest, to the place of your rest. As though God were very tired and he needs to take a nap. But of course, the very first thing we see God doing is working and then resting. As far as the Bible is concerned, that's really all God ever does is work and rest. Now, of course, God's rest can't mean exactly what it means for us. God never has to come home at the end of the day, put his feet up, and relax. He never struggles to figure out what to watch on Netflix. He never wonders which book to pick up. That's not what rest is for God. And, of course, there is a very real sense in which God never rests. If he were, if he were to stop thinking or, or, or moving or acting, being active in the world, we'd all like zap out of existence. So that's not what we need either. But God's work is very important because it shows us the true meaning of our work, which for most of us is what makes up the greater part of our lives and also of our deaths. You see, God's work is always creative. That's what God does, right? Is he makes, he makes, he makes, and then he commands his creation to make. Be fruitful and multiply. And as time goes on, right, he grafts the man and the woman and their kin into this work of creation so that they should participate in it also. It's not an accident that even the curse to labor is for your daily bread. The man is going to work to share the creation which feeds him. And so it is for us that our work is intended to be creative, not that we're all supposed to be freelancers coding or something like that, but that it is meant to give life. The very word that we use most often for rest, that is recreation, is literally re-creation. Part of the reason we have so much difficulty in the world today uh, with, we'll say, illicit kinds of recreation, the kind of thing that lands people in my box every night, part of the reason that's such a struggle is because we don't, most of us, recreate very well. We don't rest very well on our own. It's hard. Like, it takes work for me to sit down and read a book for fun. And I know that I'm not alone on this, right? So that what God is ultimately calling us to both in the Sabbath rest and in the rest that comes at the end of life, is to be recreated ourselves. For it is only God's creation that is competent to share in the work of recreating the world. The martyrs' feast days are known as their heavenly birthdays, not simply because they're born into eternal life, but because something genuinely new begins on that day. This is the day which Agatha found her clearest sense of identity. And so it is on this day, and in this place, in her name, following her example, that we should find out what we're made of too. And that we should be recreated from the inside out so that we too could share in the work of creating the world.